Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. We are talking masculine evolution. We are talking Mercury retrograde that will have us looking at relationships and commitments. And here's the big part about this is our relationship to service of self versus service to others, service to the world, service outside of ourselves. This is stunning. And I think so beautiful that we're kind of being asked to look at this within ourselves and go, how can I take care of myself even more? How can I be truer to what I'm authentically, deeply, integrously, I like that new word, integrously, called to serve? Am I, this is interesting, am I wasting energy on things that don't really serve, but I like to think they do because I source my value in spending time doing something that's not necessarily true anymore. Maybe it was, but it's not anymore. I know I'm starting to sound like I'm a I'm a talking head. Um, I really love this episode and my apologies for it being so long. I feel like there is so much happening at the moment and we're building. Like we are building and building. End of October is going to be really intense. This upcoming eclipse season. Um, so there's an eclipse at the end of October and then a second eclipse that's happening on America's election day, November 8th. That's just... Uh, I don't even have words for the synchronicity of that. Uh, but we're building, like we're building, we're building, we're building. And I think a lot of us, at least those that I talk to in circles that I'm holding, many of us are feeling undercurrents. We're feeling undercurrents or we're not feeling super great, but we can't put our finger on what it is. So hopefully this conversation can shed some light on that and feel free if it feels right of course, only if it feels right to share this with others who you're maybe chatting to and they're like, gosh, I am not feeling super great. This might give them something to sink their teeth into, or it might, light bulbs might go on or aha moments where, oh my God, I'm not crazy. So I really invite all of us to walk into this conversation with the, you're not alone, right? It, you might be physically feeling the intensity of this it might be mentally showing up emotionally or just like what the heck is going on i mean for me and the rewilding team which we're a pretty solid grounded bunch of witches right but for weeks now we get together on team meetings and we just literally look at each other on zoom going what the fuck like wtf and it's every time we're like i know we said this last week but jeez this energy is just mental it's just mental and so i know so many of those in our community maybe it's you included is extremely sensitive and you're sensing into the unseen and you're feeling things but they're not quite on the surface yet like things haven't necessarily come to the forefront they haven't bubbled up to be able to put our finger on it but know that there's so much happening <laughs> in the unseen it's like a it's like a war going on right in the unseen realms right now just like good versus evil and i'm 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 just putting words to this I'm, this is not 
necessarily how it feels to me, but I'm just trying to give us something to feel into, right? And you have to feel for what's true for you with that discernment filter. And But just please, please, please let this conversation serve in whatever way it serves. If you feel like, whoa, I just need some community, think about joining us in the Facebook group. It's totally free, right? It's a level of community. If you're feeling like, gosh, I really would love a little deeper community in the spiritual realm and this like, you know, being able to talk about stuff like this, consider joining us in Bones. That's next level community where we get together to do soul work, where we get together to really honor the sensitivities of the unseen realms that we all are feeling or how some of us really walk almost in a shamanic way through the world, one foot in the unseen, one foot in the scene, and we're just trying to decipher how the heck do we do this in the best way or we're light workers and we feel like we're really called to bring in the light but holy moly there's a lot of darkness or i'm really being challenged to stay in the light to stay in my truth to really hold the heights here not to say that the depths are not worth holding as well right the wisdom in the heights and the wisdom in the depths but just really want to offer things for for our community you you as this beautiful amazing listener hanging out um, ways to tap in to get some support to be with others of like mind and of you know similar soul path or journeying beside each other right it's just been one of the things in my life that has made all the difference in the world is good programs good community good uh, information coming in right yeah so just a couple of different offers there's a I'll talk about a couple of different things that you can do um, in the program or in this conversation, sorry, that might support. And you just got to feel for you what feels true. But just know, like, you're not alone. So hopefully this conversation serves in the best of ways. And again, if there's someone who you think this might serve, just so that they don't think they're going crazy, <laughs> maybe send it to them. All right. So much love to you. Enjoy the episode. Let's have some fun with the September 10th full moon astrology. So if you were there for the last podcast conversation, we went into mystical madness. That was kind of our overarching theme or energy that we kept bringing in was these, these like almost deeper ways of seeing things, uh, a further step into the unseen, um, a higher uh, way, a higher perspective of looking at things, a way that kind of transcends dualistic thinking, right? So we kind of move up to non-dual thinking and like, don't start to go, oh my God, this is crazy esoteric. Like now where the hell is Sabrina going? No, I want to keep it also really tangible. So part of what I love about what we do, and that's a little bit different is it's like, heck yeah, let's get really into the unseen you know, kind of that shamanic way of walking through the world where you walk with one foot in both worlds. So it's really holding that principle. And we'll just stick with that for a moment where it's really, really open to the unseen, really open to higher perspectives, really open to subconscious, unconscious, really open to that which is on the other side of the veil. We can call it that way. And one foot firmly planted here. So it's, it's like the embodiment and the living of the wisdom that's here in the unseen, the embodiment 
and the translation of the wisdom that's in the unseen into tangible, practical, real world ways of bringing higher wisdom into your life, like legit into your relationship, into your career, into what you're creating in the world, into like life, daily, mundane, tangible life. All right. So <laughs> um, I'm making a funny face because it's like, whew, no pressure then, right? So here's what I want to do in this video. I would love to go through the flavor of this moment in time, which is around the September 10th time frame. Know that this isn't specific to the full moon at all. I happen to do them on full moon and new moons, but it's not specific to, it's kind of the energy around this moment in time. Uh, <laughs> also want to go through that and I really want to dive into, I think there's a very surface level way that we look at Mercury retrogrades. It's like, watch out for communication, back up your computer, um, don't sign contracts. And to me, that's like the, the first layer of like 35 layers to look at Mercury retrograde. So I really want to, Mercury retrograde is like shadow work. It's, 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 it's really an underworld journey. That's what a Mercury retrograde is every time. Every time Mercury retro goes retrograde, your mind, which is the primary way we as humans process things, Right? It's the way that we've been trained, it's the way that we've evolved, is that we use our mind. We're very mental oriented. And so Mercury is the mind, it's mental. But the beautiful part is that this you know, primary wisdom center that we lean on, I think we <laughs> lean on a little bit too much, just my opinion, but this primary wisdom center, it takes an underworld journey. What is an underworld journey? where it, instead of operating of just pattern response, pattern response, same, same, da -da 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 -da, right? Like the monotonous, mundane, drive to work the same way, brush your teeth the same way, make the decisions in the same way, respond to your partner's, you know, feistiness in the exact same way. It's really like unconscious responding is that kind of, it's like a pattern interrupt where the mind gets a chance to go, wait a second, I'm going to pull back from this just being on repetitive loops or just auto, auto response in my life. I'm going to pull back. And so feel into this. Like this is, we have, I don't know what percentage of planets are retrograde right now, but it is a ridiculous amount of planets retrograde. So it's very much this pulling back to give us an opportunity to pattern interrupt how we normally do stuff and how much we're unconscious to. It's just auto responding to things. And so many aspects of our being, not just the mind, but the mind is a big one. It's the one that we are most conscious of. It's the one we notice the most. So we notice Mercury retrogrades, probably not all of us, right? Those of us who are really, really heart centered, really, really, um, like love-centered, heart-centered, relationship-centered, we will sometimes feel a Venus retrograde more than we'll feel a Mercury retrograde. But overall, majority of the world will feel a Mercury retrograde and will be more aware because that's just what we are trained to be more conscious of, that's all. But so with all of these different parts in retrograde right now, so this is an overall flavor of this moment in time, it's really, 
a beautiful opportunity to pattern interrupt the monotonous ways that we just respond and go, okay, I am breaking the pattern. I'm breaking out of the way that I always do things. And I'm going to just take a step back. Is there maybe a more efficient way to do something? Is there maybe a truer, this is a big part of what's going on right now, a truer, more aligned, more authentic, more integrous way of doing something. So let me repeat that because this is a huge, huge, huge theme with Sun and Virgo, also with where this Mercury retrograde is going, which I'll dive into in a minute. But is this step back? And this is probably one of the greatest questions we can ask ourselves during this full moon. Is there a way of communicating, a way of taking care of my body, my health, self-care? Is there a way of being with my family? Is there a way of being in relationship, in community? Is there a way of creating? So all areas of life, all areas of life, is there a way of doing this that is more aligned, that is in deeper integrity, that is more, we can say fulfilling, but it's not from an ego standpoint. It's like letting the flow state, right? Flow state, it's like being in integrity, being in truth, being on purpose, right? And you hit that flow state of just, and, and I don't want us to get like all whacked out and start to cling on to words because then we're like, oh, flow state is like when I lose track of time. And that's not necessarily it, but I'm trying to give us different ways to feel into this of what does it feel like when we're deepening in and feel for yourself. What does it feel like when you're deepening into your own integrity, when you're deepening into your own truth? What does it feel like when, let me feel for a second, <laughs> when you act from seat of the soul versus a mask you're wearing? That's a really beautiful practice that you could do during this full moon. What does it feel like when I act from the seat of my soul, like the seat of my center, the depths of my heart? You can use many different words, right? My, when I act from the seat of my soul versus when I act from a mask that I've been trained to wear to get through the world, to be accepted, to fit in, to whatever, it is to feel valuable, to seemingly add value, right? What does it feel like? That's the fulfilling part that I'm kind of speaking about here. And that's what this moon is really asking for that. This moment in time is really asking for that. We're also building up. So this is going a little bit deeper, a little bit beyond just like the surface level archetypal conversation of astrology, because astrology is just all archetypes. And this is building up and what we're starting to see right now is a masculine evolution a masculine are all of we all have masculine masculine in the world masculine in each of us this is beyond gender way beyond gender but the masculine in our world evolving the masculine and sometimes in the evolving same thing with the feminine, so it's not it's different too, but there's a focus on the masculine at this point, and it's gonna continue to increase. It's gonna get louder and louder and louder as we move through September into October. I mean, it's gonna be 
just more and more of a spotlight, more and more of a spotlight on evolving out of toxic masculine expressions into more sacred masculine expressions. So in that evolutionary process, in, in that evolutionary process, it can get really ugly. I hate to say that and I wish it was different. It can get really crunchy. It can get really um, fearful. It can get really rage filled. It can get really unconscious. It can get really projecting what's happening inside outside. It can get, let me explain it this way. There is a Mars and Neptune are about to do some squaring off and Mars is about to go retrograde. We'll talk more about this um, in the coming videos in the next new moon video and just future videos because it's going to get intense, more intense, more intense. But there's a buildup happening right now. And I know many of us are like tapping into it, but it's like unconscious yet. And we're going, what? Something feels off, but I don't see it necessarily happening in the physical world, or I can kind of see it happening, but why are we still turning a blind eye to things? So I'm kind of seeing this like toxic masculine getting louder or rising up to the surface. It's like the bubbling of what's been under, under the surface is bubbling up, it's bubbling up, it's bubbling up, it's bubbling up. And, and pretty soon it's going to be so blatantly in our faces. But it's so wild to talk about. Um, and let me just feel for a moment. I want to make sure I don't go too heavily into this um, simply because we'll talk more about it later and I want to be able to do justice to this moment in time. But, but I really feel that this is kind of, this is, this is kind of what's sitting in the undercurrent. It's sitting in the undercurrent. And so maybe I'll just kind of reel it in for a second before I take us down this rabbit hole and just invite us to feel into these aspects of self. So let's go deeper into masculine essence and what this means, like toxic masculinity. So let's start to feel into, here's, here's some ways of feeling into this for ourselves. Where do I try to cling on to power? Because that's something that's happening in this evolution is control where we want to hold on to control that we think we have, but don't really have, but we, we want. And so in that where it's like, we're starting to lose control. Just bear with me on this. You might have to come back and watch this again. Cause this is a little, this is a little deep, but where we're starting to lose control, we're starting to, to sense, it's like sensing that we're losing power, but we never had power. It's a false sense of power. It's a false sense of control. This is what's happening here in this Neptune Mars, these, these squares that are gonna keep going, keep going, keep going. By the way, part of why this is coming up is because Neptune's playing a part in this full moon. So it's starting, it's starting. Neptune's starting to do this um, uh, dissolving of the ego. That's what's happening. It's stunning, but it's dissolving the ego of Mars, the God of war and Mars, the God of war really likes his ego. He's very identified with being a badass. He's very identified with power, with control, with doing, with accomplishing, 
with getting what he wants, with winning the war, with overpowering others. He's very identified with that. Now, when that identity starts to get challenged, because it's a dissolving of that, to be given a new identity, like you are evolving into a more sacred form of the masculine, a more evolved form of the masculine. That's what's on offer. That's what's on offer. But it's not known. So it's not known that it's going from a toxic form of masculinity to a more evolved, holistic, and ultimately more empowered form of masculinity, a truer form of masculinity, right? A, tr a truer. It's true. It's like going from false self to true self, false masculinity to true masculinity. Like that's what's on offer. But the mind, the ego, the auto responses to things don't know the long-term game plan. This is why we're talking about this, right? And feel free to send this to anyone who you think could, could benefit from hearing this because how it's coming out is that we're not necessarily seeing the long-term game plan. We're not seeing the prize at the end of this. We're just in the dissolving, falling apart, holy fucking shit, I'm losing power, I'm losing control, I'm losing money, I'm losing safety, I'm losing security. All the people that depend on me, I don't know if I'll be able to protect them. Can you feel the weight of that on the masculine? And why the masculine in all of us would want to control something. I want to keep the people I love safe. I, I, want, I, want, I want to keep some sense of stability. I want to keep some sense of what is known. And we are being blown up into the unknown. Part of this full moon is Uranus. Uranus is just awakener. It's radical change. It's very shaky ground. Like it's literally just unknown territory. Like I am going to make it very unstable. That's Uranus, it's very unstable. It's very unstable. It's like standing on land that is earthquake bound. It's very unstable. And the old school masculine fucking hates instability hates inconsistency, hates instability, hates the unknown, just wants, wants stable consistency, known. Can you, can you also see like kind of the battle between the masculine and the feminine? If the feminine is like every weather pattern, the feminine is totally unknown, to totally uncontrollable, but want, but the masculine wants to control, wants to, right? These forces. Now let's, let's just, Reel back because we are about to get into some territory where everyone's about to get pissed off, um, which is okay too. It's okay. So as long as we can be conscious and give space, like give space, be conscious of what's arising in us. Also things that can be arising around this masculine evolution are things like weak masculine essence, um, dormant masculine. So the masculine's been beat up has been so beat up, like your sexual desire is inappropriate. Your, um, your strength and overpowering, and I'm not saying that any of these things, that these things didn't need to evolve, but it's like the beating up has caused so much emasculation. So that's another part of this evolution of the masculine. It's not just this purifying out of control out of overpowering, out of those things we've been talking about. It's also 
evolving the masculine to step up out of weak masculine. Feel into this for a second. Weak masculine, lack of direction. Lack of direction, lack of purpose, lack of capacity to get shit done in the world. That's weak masculine, that's unevolved masculine. It is, it's unevolved masculine. <laughs> I did not know we were going into this today. Whew. Love opening the door um, to whatever the energy is doing and whatever wants to come through. So let's just leave it at that. Um, I would love to hear from you if you want me to go into this more. Um, so let me know, like, yes, Sabrina, that masculine piece was so good. Totally feeling this. Please do this in future videos. Maybe we'll dedicate next week's video just to this evolution from toxic masculine or the evolution of the masculine. I don't even want to say toxic masculine, right? Who knows what we'll call it. But like, if you're up for that and you're like, oh my God, I want a specific video on this. Let me know in the comments below. Um, I read everything the first two days after videos come out. So, and the team reads everything after that. So just know um, we really appreciate the feedback. All right. Also, if this video is serving you in some way, hit the like button, it super helps us. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell notification. We do lives on YouTube, and so this way, when we put out a new video, you won't miss anything. Or when we schedule a live, where we get to all chat and be together live, and you get to watch me like fumble around and mess stuff up because I can't edit shit, <laughs> um, you'll be notified. So you won't miss anything um, when you hit the bell um, after you hit the subscribe button. Okay, so, Let's come back to this full moon. This full moon is in Pisces. So Pisces is almost like that Neptune energy where I was saying there's a mysticism to it. There's an asking of evolution, of spiritual evolution, moving into more sacred masculine expressions. But Neptune, this isn't specific to sacred masculine expressions. It's, it's mysticism. It's really opening up the unseen realms. So this moon, even though it's a wide aspect, the moon just a few hours later will come into perfect conjunction with Neptune. The sun will come into perfect opposition with Neptune, I think the following day. So I believe that's on the 11th, just a day after, but very shortly after the full moon peaks, um, this happens. So know that Neptune is very much at play and because this full moon is in Pisces. Pisces and Neptune are very, very similar energy. So if we were to feel into this at this moment in time, it's a both and. So there's two sides to this coin. Let's talk about the positive side of this coin. It's higher, higher thinking, higher heart. So instead of like lower heart, both are, it's not higher, better, right? It's not higher, better. There's just a different energy to higher heart. Higher heart is more soul heart. I'm like pointing to it because it's right here. You could do a higher heart meditation. This is really powerful actually during a Neptune full moon. You could literally just do this as like waking up your higher heart during this full moon. This is a really powerful ritual. And this is, I like to call this the higher seat of the soul. So remember I said before, the lower seat of the soul, what would it feel like to live or to act in your relationship from lower seat of the soul versus a false mask. This is higher heart. This is higher heart. It's a little bit less grounded. So I like working with both of them, of course, but before I was doing that with lower seat of the soul because it's more grounded, it's more embodied, right? And so when you're taking action, it's more embodied. It includes more of the central channel, more of all the wisdom centers when we get down to lower seat of the soul. But higher seat of the soul is really, it's an anchor point. It's an anchor point for your soul. 
right? Like you can work in shamanic traditions. You can work with many practices of like anchoring in your soul, soul retrieval, calling in more of your soul. It helps to bring us to true self. It really helps to bring us to true self. Now, in that, let me just give a few more things and then I'm going to flip the coin over. We're going to talk about the warning signs around this. But when we're here, this is altered states of consciousness. All the wisdom that can be accessed in meditation, in spiritual traditions, in altered states of consciousness. There's a lot of wisdom here. There's a lot of wisdom here, right? So that's being very open. There's also a lot of creativity. So in these states, it's higher mind, creative thinking, thinking outside the box, um, thinking of new solutions, new ways. It's very dreamy as well. So dreams can be really, really loud during this. Part of what Neptune also does is it has this wispy, watery, watery way of breaking down constructs. Like I was talking about what will be happening is breaking down the ego structure, the will, the will, the ego structure, right? And how, I won't go deeper into that. Again, tell me if you want more on that and we'll go into that. But um, that's part of how Neptune does it. It's not different to Uranus, which we'll talk about in a minute because he's playing a big part. But these are the, these are the spiritual awakeners, both of them. Neptune and Uranus to be part of this full moon. This is a spiritual moon. It is a spiritual time because we're getting hit with this, you know, unseen doors are open, the spiritual realms, just a very watery, wispy, dreamy, as well as like Kundalini awakening. That's Uranus, Kundalini, lightning bolt awakening, rapid awakening, rapid, rapid fire awakening, right? That's, so it's two different spiritual energies, two different ways of evolving, of, of, of waking up, of illuminating, of coming into higher states of consciousness, two very different ways, both extremely active during this full moon. I'm telling you, you're gonna wanna find good spaces to meditate, even if that's by yourself, right? Or some of you have rewilding programs and workshops and retreats online. Do them during this full moon, do them, right? Any of them, maybe you have other programs that you're like, oh, I've been waiting to go into this spiritual journey or this embodiment journey or this healing journey. It can be, and just feel, cause it's a powerful time. Doors are really, really open, especially to altered states, especially to spiritual journeys, right? Okay, so the flip side, if that's the high side of Neptune, the flip side of Neptune would be, be very, very careful for um, wanting to escape, escapism. I want to escape my life. I want to escape the world. Be very careful of substance abuse. And that doesn't just mean um, drugs. It can mean you're drinking weirdly, right? You're like, wow, it's noon, I just need a beer. <laughs> And, and sometimes that's the greatest thing you can do, right? I have zero judgment around this stuff, but where is the intention coming from? I've had to watch this in myself. Like I've had to watch this in myself as we're building up to this energy where I'm like, wow, I just want to eat. I just really want, I just really want to eat. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not hungry. Okay, am I eating to celebrate? Because I think food can also be just celebration and love and all sorts of things and nourishment and beautiful things. Am I eating for those reasons? No. Why, why do I want to eat? 
I actually just want to eat because I don't want to feel. <laughs> Interesting, Sabrina. Interesting. And so for me, here's just a, I don't know, just a practice if it serves. For me, it's just being very, very aware of why I'm doing things, where the insight is coming from or the intuition or the desire, right? Because it could be a desire. And just always asking, like, where is this desire? Because there's also a running away. Like, I want to get in the car and drive away. I, I'm ready to, to escape my life. Doesn't matter how you're gonna escape your life, you just need to escape your life. This is loud, so just know that this is also loud for a couple of different reasons, and we'll talk about this Mercury piece in a minute because I really wanna to touch on that because it's, it's adding some intensity to relationships, and if it hasn't started yet, it's probably going to start. It's also adding intensity to self versus other. Um, and freedom versus uh, relationship or commitments, right? It's, it's wild. And so this, this travel thing can be part of that, like freedom seeking must get out of here. But it can also be part of Neptune. And that might be how it's showing up is I just, I need to travel. I need to get out of here. I need to go meditate in a hermitage for a week. Now those things, here's the wild thing, going to meditate in a retreat for a week seems like it's really, really nourishing and beneficial and like, whoa, and people will be like, oh my gosh, that's so great. You're doing a silent meditation for a week. Whoa, right? And they get all, you know, like, oh my God. But here's the thing. If it's coming from a place of escapism, it is not serving. So this is where we have to be so, 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 so careful. And we really have to ask, where is this desire coming from? Is this desire coming from, I want to run away from something. I want to escape something. I want to ignore something. I want to avoid something. Or is this coming from a genuine desire from an evolutionary growth standpoint? And do not fool yourself here. If you're having a hard time deciphering, be patient. If you're having a hard time deciphering, where is the desire coming from? Here's a couple of tips. One, be patient. I've had to sit with decisions longer than normal, like three times longer than normal because I have to be patient to get to the place of deep truth, deep knowing where it's like, this is it. But until then, I have to be patient. So just that's a tip, feel for you what serves, but be patient, wait for the knowing, don't jump the gun. Um, for where the desire is coming from, right? If you can't discern yet, be patient, be patient, wait, pray, right? Pray, pray for clarity, pray for clarity. Have a conversation with wise counsel. This is really important, wise counsel. Now here's what's tricky. Everyone's in this energy. <laughs> Everyone's in this delusional, illusory energy. That's Neptune, delusion. It, it brings delusion where there's lack of clarity, there's like a fog, or we could create a story, but it's not the real, it's not the actual deepest truth, it's just a mirage. So look out for the mirages and also know like wise counsel, there can also be a mirage that they're in. Even, right, so we, we like this is tricky, it's trickster. So no, with all the planets retrograde, that's when trickster is loudest, right? And trickster is really in service to your soul, but will trick you into things, will create mirages, will, will 
<laughs> almost like let's say you're talking to an astrologer or you're having a conversation with this with the psychic with an oracle visionary person in your life or your therapist or it doesn't matter who your lawyer for crying out loud i mean it can be really really grounded 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 um in the mundane world kind of people but they're all in this energy and trickster energy right can literally come through and you're getting guidance that's actually very illusory so this is so we just we just want to be patient and know our markers know your markers when it's like i know when a truth lands i know when it, i know what it feels like i know my markers i know what my system feels like like I was saying, to make decisions has taken me like three times. I've had to sit longer, meditate on things longer, get quiet longer. I've had to really um, come into myself. So that's another tip is to like remove yourself from the outside world and outside influences because veils are so thin. Boundaries are also really thin. The psychic free radicals are doing more than they normally do, right? We were influenced by the collective more than we normally are. We're influenced by other people's thoughts and desires more than we normally are. More than we normally are. So just know that and go, okay, I need to up my psychic hygiene, right? If I would meditate for me right now and for a lot of people I know, let's say I meditate, and this is true, I meditate an hour a day, every day. That's just, that's, that's solid for me, constant. Now it depends. It's more when I'm creating things, more when I'm facilitating things, um, more more focused meditation like when needed and now it's double it's at least double that where it's a very focused solid meditation i don't include the walking meditations or the creative meditation i think all of life is a fucking meditation right the, the way that some of us live anyways all of life becomes meditation but very focused meditations um let me feel if i can share something around this i feel like there's something i can share on focused meditations that can make it a little bit more tangible and just an offering for you to feel into. It's like going into a meditation and literally um, what is in the highest good right now? Like what is in the highest good of my highest self right now? And sometimes it's like cleansing out. Sometimes it's literally ejecting energy out of my auric field, right? In wild, weird, crazy ways. Sometimes it's bringing up, um, bringing up, deep kundalini i don't know what to call it that's not how i would refer to it in meditation but like um spiritual juice from the depths sometimes it's bringing spiritual juice from the heights sometimes it's just straight up straight line masculine based practice sometimes it's stillness practice sometimes it's very feminine very flowy very um liberating like in my movements and breath but it's always going into it of what is, let me try to see what I can share with you around how to bring a focus to this. It's like, what is priority? So that's, I will go into a meditation and hopefully you have a bunch of tools in your backpack. If not, check out some of the rewilding stuff because every time you do a program, you'll get like, I don't know, 55 different meditation tools. Like you just, and you just keep adding, you keep adding to your spiritual backpack, right? So you, so you go into a space and you've got, you know, 35,000 different tools in your backpack. And you also have this creative way of tapping in so that you have unlimited ways of creating practices for yourself, right? That's kind of next level meditation. If you're not there, get to that place because it's crazy 
unlimited what we can do when we have that connection to follow um, to follow what the energy wants to do like what serves what serves what serves what serves and that's that's a way of meditating in this energy. it's a way of meditating all the time where it's what it, what serves what most serves what most serves what most serves like what is truest right now what is the priority right I have 20 minutes maybe you only have 20 minutes I have 20 minutes what's the priority actually you need to get in the bath and you need to visualize a cleansing you need to visualize that water cleansing out every single organ in your body and purifying absolutely everything okay that's your meditation for the day next day you go into it and you're like okay what's priorities okay priority today is um, <laughs> I'm just coming up with whatever random ones are coming um, there's a circuitry that that you can work with um, and it's like a can you see my hands so hopefully you can see on the video my hands and they just they it moves in this spiral right and it's like okay I'm just for 20 minutes I'm breathing and I'm moving energy up my spine around up the top up over the top of my head down through the front down the front around the back back up the spine and that's my that's my meditation that's that's the thing that most serves right these are these are so important right now Meditating is so important. And if you don't know how to meditate, find some guided meditations. Find, find something, some guided meditations that'll help, um, help to just bring you back into self, bring you back into self, bring you back into self and help with the psychic hygiene stuff. Okay, wow, I can really go down a rabbit hole with that. But uh, we talked about full moon in Pisces. The sun is in Virgo. We talked about that in the last video. So if you want to hear more about Virgo energy, go check out the new moon video from just two weeks ago. It'll really take you into Virgo. That energy is still at play. We're in the same moon cycle. That was the new moon. This is the full moon, the midway point, And then we go back to the new moon. So we're still in the same cycle. So all of that in that new moon video totally applies. So if you're like, whoa, I just want more, like don't stop. I want more, go watch the new moon video. It's totally linked to this one. It's totally linked and will add to your journey and your understanding of what's going on with this full moon. Okay, so I won't talk more about Virgo. We've talked about Neptune, we've talked about Uranus. A piece we did not talk about with Uranus is that Uranus is still on very close to the North Node. This makes it a very destined, fated time. I've been talking about this for weeks. But just know that that is still very, very true. It's a very karmic time. For those of you who are in Bones, that's our membership where we work live together in workshops every month that follows the astrology and follows the energetics of what's happening. For those of you in Bones, we worked with that on the first of the month. We did karmic clearing. Like we legit just dove right into this destiny line. We work the destiny line and we work to clear karma. Powerful, profound. Most of us were like passed out by the end of the two hour live because it was so intense. Someone I think wrote, does anyone else feel like they got hit by a bus? Holy crap, I had to take a three hour nap after that. Um, if you're not in Bones, join us. Like you can access that workshop through September. So you can work on that karmic clearing and it's potent this whole month. So you can access that workshop plus another, I think five or six hours of workshops. It's less than 50 bucks. So maybe it is 50 bucks. Maybe it's 57 bucks, 47, 57. I don't know. It's something like that. Um, but we'll put a link below and a link up here 
um, if you're interested in feeling into that workshop. But even if you just join us for a month and go do the karmic clearing, right? Just go do it and do all the six workshops. If you're like, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to work with this energy. Go join Bones and then drop out in a month, right? I don't want you to drop out. It would be great to hang out with you and keep journeying with you. But if you're like, hey, I can't, I can't commit to that or I don't have the financial resources to do that, totally cool. Go jump in, get all the stuff, do it over the full moon. That's a way that you can really journey deeply in a soulful, spiritual way. Okay, enough about that. Um, Uranus, one other piece about this is Uranus is still square and is coming into a tighter and tighter and tighter square with Saturn. So this is a transit that we went through all of 2021. It's a transit that we've been battling with the new versus the old, right? Uranus, the new radical revolutionary versus the old, the structure, the frameworks. Um, you can kind of sometimes associate with Saturn with the patriarchy, right? Like <laughs> old staunchy <laughs> patriarchal groups that really are outdated, right? That's like the shadow side. I love Saturn. I think Saturn is glorious, right? Has a very high side, very evolved masculine. We talked about this evolution of the masculine, very evolved side into like Gandalf, right? Into like wise elder, wise elder Gandalf, um, Mr. Miyagi, Yoda, right? Like really, really, really high levels of, of mastery. That's Saturn. But on the low level, uh, can express as just old, rigid, staunchy, clinging on to power, <laughs> all of that. So there's that squaring this revolutionary radical. That's the Kundalini awakener of just expect the unexpected, right? Surprises, just things changing, just like that. That's Uranus. So they will come to their final square and it's not an exact, exact square. It's off by like a few minutes, right? So it comes to the degree, but that peaks at the end of this month. So just know that there's still that push-pull, new versus old, new versus old. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so that's the Uranus piece. Here's, here's the last piece I want to share. And it's one of the feminine archetypes that's playing loud during this particular full moon. So this Uranus is in this position with the sun and the moon in the same way that black moon is in this position. Same position and it's a very supportive, positive aspect. So Uranus is, is winning. So if we talk about that Saturn Uranus thing, because the moon and the sun are in such a great aspect to this, Uranus will win. The new will beat out the old. During this full moon, the new will push through. It doesn't mean that the old's not gonna come back in a week and try to like pull you back in, right? But the new will trudge forward. The, it'll be like breakthroughs, um, moving forward because it's a positive aspect to this moon and sun and it's really illuminating that. So if that's Uranus, is this radical awakener, kundalini revolutionary black moon, which is like dark goddess, conglomeration, um, wild woman. Some people refer to black moon as Lilith. I don't see it that way. I don't see it as just specifically Lilith. I see it as all of the dark goddesses like Black Madonna, Kali, Medusa. They're just Durga, all of them right there. And if you feel into dark goddess energy, it's very liberating. It's very liberating, but it's liberating in a pretty intense way, 
So Uranus is pretty intense and like rapid lightning bolt. How does Black Moon feel in this moment? Um, intense in a way of truth, only the truth, only the truth, the truth, the deeper truth, the deeper truth, get to the deeper truth, get to the deeper truth. I will not let you bullshit yourself. I will not let you play small. I will not let you continue to stay in a job that doesn't fit you anymore. I will not let you continue to stay in a relationship where you're being abused. I will not let you keep repeating the stupid childhood pattern. I will not let you keep playing victim, right? I will not let you do this. I will not, like that's, that's dark goddess energy. It's very much about the evolution of your soul. You're coming into full authentic power. It's feminine aspect. So it's really taking you into the interconnected allness of everything. Very Shakti filled, very life based love of life. And where do you not love life? Where do you deny life? Where do you deny yourself? What parts of self are you denying, hiding, um, pretending are not there? Powerful and in a positive aspect to this moon. And if it's a full moon, it's very illuminatory, right? So it's, it's shining a light on the hidden, it's shining a light in the darkness. That's part of what dark goddess is. She shines a light in the darkness, like, and she shines a light on your potential that's in the basement. She shines a light on your potential, your greatness, the parts of you that you've denied, suppressed, repressed, right? All of the, it, because it's a, the world needs you in your fullness. The world needs you in your fullness. There is a song you have to sing and I am gonna help you figure out how to sing it. And I don't care what I have to do to help you sing your damn song, right? And, and she'll, she'll maneuver stuff in the world to get you there. It's like that trickster energy. We're gonna like, like literally blow up your world so that she can get you into your fullness. Sometimes it's like dark night, like a dark night of the soul, right? Because otherwise we would have never gone there. We would have never let those identities go. We would have never grown out of those unconscious patterns that were keeping us small. So just know that that's also at play. I love this full moon. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I'll end on this piece because I promised I would talk about the Mercury retrograde. So we'll end on this piece. And Mercury goes retrograde the day before this full moon. Um, Mercury goes retrograde in Libra backs up into Virgo, but is opposing Jupiter, who's in Aries. Okay, what does this mean? Mumbo jumbo, astrology jargon. Here's how I would translate this. Remember, Mercury is the mind, and the mind is going on an underworld journey. It's going on an underworld journey into relating, Libra, relating, balance, harmony, right? Keeping the peace. Underworld journey around relating. So feel into that. I talked about relationships being high, <laughs> like high in the focus point. So the mind has gone internal. It's going to revise, revisit, renew, right? Really look at our relationship, how we relate to others. What is balance for us? What is harmony for us? Um, what are commitments that we have? So that's Libra energy. So in Libra, then moving into Virgo, service. Virgo is service. How do I serve? Virgo is also refinement. How do I refine this? How do I purify this? That's Earth Priestess. We talked about this in the New Moon video. Go watch it. It's just worth it to hear the Earth Priestess energy, which is Virgo, right? So this is this real gift of purifying how we serve self and serve other. So here's what we're going to be asked to do 
over this next little bit is to really look at finding our next right relationship to service of self and service of other. It's like, can we take care of self in a better way? Can we serve the world in a better way? What is a truer way to serve self in the world? Where's my next level of right relationship to service? To service to my family, to service to my community, to service to the people I work with, to service to the world, to service to myself. Where have I compromised myself? Where do I, um, <laughs> where am I selfish? And actually the thing that would fill me would be to serve outside of myself, but I'm protecting in some way that doesn't serve anymore. I'm holding my heart here. I'm, I'm staying safe in my hermitage. I'm staying very independent. For those of you doing rewilding your relationships, holy moly, there is not a better time to be doing this. Seriously, there's not a better time. I mean, there might be, who knows what the astrology will be like in the future, but those of you who jumped on board and rewilding your relationships, this is stunning. This is a stunning lineup to be able to journey deeply in a guided way through this for the next four weeks. This retrograde lasts three weeks. It's crazy perfect. So for those of you who have it, um, go, go get in there. It is so incredibly supported to be doing that right now. If you don't have that journey, again, think about bones. Right? Bones will take you into a lot of different practices. It's very much about destiny. It's very much about purpose. You get to do a, a workshop. Um, what is it called? It's three-part free workshop. It's included with Bones membership. Um, we do Clearing Karma this month, so you get that one. But then there's a three-part Nothing But Soul. That's what it's called. Nothing But Soul. It's, it's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. And it's perfect for the spiritual component of this Neptune Uranus and like deepening into lower seat of the soul. I think we actually work with lower seat of the soul in there and higher right? Higher seat of the soul. We talked about this too, right? Those are ways to work with it. Um, super simple. Also, we just put together a free masterclass. So for those of you who are like, I don't necessarily know my astrology chart, Sabrina. I would love to know how this personally affects me. I would love to know where this, here's a really powerful thing you can do. For those of you who know how to run your astrology chart, run it and look at where Libra and Virgo are, which houses, because it will tell you which areas of life will be most impacted by this Mercury retrograde, which is a big retrograde. You also want to look at where Gemini is, because Gemini is coming up and it's going to be really, really big with this Mars being there for seven months, about to go right? That's that purification of the masculine, right? So look where that is at in your chart. And if you don't know how to do that, come join the free masterclass. I can show you how to run a free chart on astro.com. I can show you how to put the asteroids in so you can find out where the feminine archetypes are like black moon, right? I'll show you exactly how to do that. And then how to look for the houses so you can find out where is this full moon falling in your chart? What area of life is being illuminated? what area of life is being really illuminated by a Mercury retrograde. It's really powerful when we start to do this and start to translate it into our lives. And this makes me bring this whole thing full circle, what we started with of both the unseen realm, right? This like mystical madness realm and totally stinking embodied. And part of that offering 
right? Is to be able to take the unseen realm. You know, the astrology for many seems to be just unseen, right? Like, what? Archetypes? I don't know. Like, huh? Into translating it into daily life. Like, here's where it's going to hit. Here's where it's showing up for you. Okay, so those are a couple of different offerings. Um, feel what feels right for you. Also our Facebook group. So our Facebook group, we have lots of really beautiful conversations around things. Um, you get to kind of be the first to know when new podcasts come out, new blogs come out. Also, if you subscribe to YouTube, um, you'll also know when new videos come out. Okay, so that's it for me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for making this possible. We love our community um, I love the comments that you all leave below like I love that interaction and the connection I love hearing back from you all so just know that this is just deep gratitude um, for getting to be here with you in this way all right I will see you when I see you where I see you and how I see you Mwah.